0: the global pandemic has wreaked havoc on not only life in general but the job market as well with employment just starting to rebound in some regions what options are available for college graduates finishing school in 2021 hey everyone welcome to the podcast on this professional life where we talk about all things related to building and growing your professional career in today's world My name is chris and when i'm not working on this professional life i'm busy managing business development and marketing initiatives at dentons a global law firm
1: and i'm nina and when i'm not working on this professional life i'm busy managing clients at edelman a global public relations and marketing firm
0: so nina um (laughs) i feel sorry feel bad not sorry uh feel bad for the college graduates of 2021 although you could say the same for 2020 when it was almost a wash And I know a lot of governments and education programs just almost gave a bit of a waiver (laughs) for students. Understandably, right, you have a lot of stresses happening and schools closed down. But I think 2021, almost the... I mean, we're going into the third wave now. So you can't even say it's the aftermath of COVID. So we're still having to deal with this. And I would say the employment numbers aren't looking good. And generally, pre-COVID employment numbers are usually not as good for the call it 16 to 21 year old crowd. And that kind of falls into the graduates, you know, coming out of college or university. So I think it's going to be even more challenging for 2021. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think one thing is that we are, you know, we are kind of settling into it. I had you graduated in 2020, I feel for you because there was no knowing of when things were going to Look up again, but also I know quite a few people who had started their internships and either they were delayed or you know they just didn't happen at all. And I like internships are a great opportunity to kind of get your foot in the door and also get some real life experience. So even prior to the whole like graduating, I think the entire process kind of you know the students didn't luck out with what happened with COVID. Um, but one. One good thing that I will say is that just seeing what we've seen on Edelman's side is that clients are realizing that this is the reality. So they're starting to shift their mindset to look towards hiring. Um, And so I think even though it's not as optimistic as it has been in previous years, we're starting to start to see the other side of things.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing that new grads should also think about, and I don't have the stats on this, but I can speak from anecdotal evidence that you know, just speaking with our talent department and even seeing on my team alone, uh, some of the, call it more senior individuals in our group, are retiring early. Um, A lot of them had planned to maybe work for another year or two before retiring. And I'm seeing a lot saying, you know what, I'm done. Like they just will take the early package and just call it a day, spend the next two years, either hunkering down, doing less travel, but a lot of them are retiring early. And I know in the teaching profession that my wife's in, uh, there's a lot of teachers that technically would have had two or three more years left. They're, they're retiring after this year. So I think it may not be all that you know, dire for graduates. I think what's happened is a lot of the older crowd are just going to retire early, which means there's a lot of positions opening. So to your point about Edelman looking to hire, yeah, they're going to have to fill some roles here.
1: Yeah. And the good thing is not just at Edelman, but at other places as well, junior staff is typically cheaper. Um, So while we are going through this and transition, companies do want to hire on those junior folks so that they're benefiting, like they're not as expensive. The junior folks are grabbing new skills. So all in all, it is a positive. But I think one thing that you can do is understand that some of these things take time. So a lot of companies have been in a certain times, like we've heard many times before, and they're not sure if they're going to hire now or in six months. But what you can start doing is having those conversations so that you've kind of already introduced yourself. You have a, you have visibility into when they will start to look to hire. And that kind of just gives you a level up. So there's actually uh, someone we just hired in our office now, and she's been networking with our team for over two years. Once, like basically after her first year, she started networking. And I think through that is how she kind of, we picked her out while we were looking for a new hire. So things like that, you can just start doing now and it will take time, but know that that's totally normal. It's fine. It takes, I also don't have the stats, but it does take quite some time to get, um, you know, get a position
0: Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point about networking. I know we're all stuck at home now with another round of restrictions with the third wave of COVID here, but it's so important to network and reach out to industry peers and other companies to get your name into the fold and not just wait for that company to have a job posting. I know early in my career, I used to volunteer a lot for the Chamber of Commerce's when I was trying to get into private industry. And what I found was a lot of those chambers, they were looking for volunteers because they have little funds to work with, right? they base on membership and donations. And so they're always looking for good help. And you don't need a lot of experience. As long as you're willing to work and you've got a couple of good ideas, they're willing to bring you in. So I remember my first four-way when I was in, living in Hong Kong for a year, I volunteered for the Chamber of Commerce. And probably within two months, I was able to meet three or four companies who all asked if I wanted to join their firm. So, I think it's important to keep, you know, the outreach and I think you can still do it virtually.
1: And I think to that point, sometimes we're so we have our blinders on and we're, you know, we have our heart set on one industry and one type of role and we're just going towards that, but another thing you can do is you know, attending events that are outside of your industry or your specialty. To exactly to what you're saying, because you never know who you're going to meet and you never know what that relationship could turn into. Um, I've heard many stories where someone's met someone at a networking event and it just so happens that their spouse or their brother or their sister works in the industry that that individual's interested in and they're more than happy to make that warm introduction. And from there, they're able to you know, start that process. Be open to knowing that you might not get exactly into that industry right away, but there are ways uh, that you can find connections and i think what is it like six degrees or seven degrees of separation so if you play your cards right eventually you will land um to whomever you're trying to get to
0: yeah and i would say especially for those grads where finances is a priority you know you got student debt you've got some debt you got to pay off you're not living at home and you don't have the luxury of you know living with your parents for free rent looking outside of your academic background uh and finding opportunities in different industries that you wouldn't have thought about. I think that's ever more important as well. I know lately I've seen a lot, because we're, we're looking to hire at Denton's, um, we have a lot of, uh, I've noticed a lot of teaching opportunities online in China, for example, and it's all virtual. So they're looking for you know native English speakers to teach English to their students. And education's a huge market in China. So if you're willing to look outside a little bit of your you know, academic academic background and utilize some of the skills you already have, you know, there's some opportunities to look at as well. Um, so another sector that I would say is growing, I read an article, is the healthcare sector. And you don't actually have to be a healthcare professional. And there's a lot of, especially with telehealth, a lot of tech companies, you know, they're looking for marketing people. They're looking for salespeople. They're looking for coordinators. They're looking for people just to get things done so they can get their app off the ground. Um, Even the healthcare, like contact tracing space, right? At one point, they were hiring a lot of contact tracers. Uh, So yeah, so keep your, to your point, you know, keep your mind open to things that are maybe not what you studied for, but as a way to check off the boxes for your experience. Another one that I've always pushed and even pre-COVID is actually learning a new skill. And I, I say this because I've, it's benefited me a lot in my career. And so one of the new skills that I learned that was out of my realm was like how to program a website. And that has gone a long way for me because it's something unique I can bring to my role. So even if it's in business development, I can actually, you know, create landing pages to help whatever initiative I'm doing. And it really makes me stand out from the crowd. So I think Now that we are all stuck at home and there are no shortage of, I would say, online courses for you to take, and some of them are super cheap, like Udemy, courses for like 10, 15 bucks, and you can learn how to code a web page. As an example, um, I think new grads should take advantage of that, and they're not long. Some of them are at your own pace, and you could get done within just over a weekend. So I think learning a new skill is important. Um, Nina, what about uh, you know from a personal branding standpoint? Because I would say, looking for a job now, a lot of employers, and I'll admit I do this as well, is we go on someone's LinkedIn and we check out what they've posted. We've seen how you know does their experience they have on LinkedIn match up with what they have on the resume. So, can you talk a little bit about like personal branding and what new grads should think about?
1: Yeah, and I think one. Going to our point that, you know, you can expand your industry and learn new skills. We're not bound to just our academic background. So LinkedIn is a great way to showcase where, you know, we've expanded our skills or who we truly are. Um, And I know we've talked about this previously, but soft skills are very important. You're a junior starting off. A lot of the technical skills, regardless of where you go, you'll likely learn on the job. So what you can do on your LinkedIn page is try and create it. Like you said, unique to who you are. Um, a lot of companies are also looking for culture fit. Um, and if you can provide that on your LinkedIn, you'll only be more attractive. So certain things that you can do is update your LinkedIn header. make it unique to yourself. Like, are you a skier? Perhaps use a skiing image. Um, is there, you know, do you have a quote that you live by? something like that. Um, on top of that, ensure that your headshot is professional. I've seen way too many headshots where it just looks like a selfie, It's grainy. Um, that just doesn't make a good impression. Um, and really leverage that bio section. Try and keep it short, but also, you know, fill in little things like use keywords to help um, when uh, recruiters are looking for up, looking up for candidates through their search engine. Um, you know, list the cool things that you do, list the activities that you do outside of work. All of those things will only help you um, because sometimes our interviews, they're half an hour and it's it's one interview or two interviews and you don't get to provide your full self. Um, and also it's a lot of people you'll be surprised are looking at your LinkedIn. Um, so you want to just make sure it's up to date. If you are, you know, completing a Google analytics course, put it on there so that people, when, when recruiters are looking, they see that you've completed this and then, you know, people will start reaching out to you instead of the other way around.
0: Yeah. I've seen those, um, We've actually had a few applicants come in and their LinkedIn headshots are very unprofessional. And I mean, for me, I can get past it. I get it, right? Some people are maybe quirky that way, but I know my director, she looked at a few. She's like, nope, nope. Like can't even take the time to put a professional photo up. So she literally said, pass. So yeah, make sure to keep that in mind with those photos.
1: Also says, when you haven't been active, And I think that is a major red flag for me when I am looking, uh, not that I'm in the hiring process, but when I do, when people do reach out to me on LinkedIn, I will skim their LinkedIn uh, page. And if it says that they haven't been active for over 90 days, it's kind of hard for me to connect because I think that this is your, you know, it's your online presence of who you are as a professional. And if you're not upkeeping that um, it's. It doesn't make the, it doesn't always make the best impression. Um, I totally understand on your personal pages if you don't want to post as often, but when it is professional, try and keep that as up to date as possible.
0: So on, on LinkedIn, um, there's an ability to collect or connect with alumni. Can you talk a little bit more about that, Nina?
1: Yeah. So there's a way um, I'll have to, I can more than happy to share the steps, but essentially on LinkedIn, what you can do is you can find the company that you're interested in. Um, and then look at people, and by people, you can filter out, you know, did I go to school with this person? Do we have the same educational background? Do we have mutual uh, connections? And I would highly recommend leveraging those three things to uh, start a conversation with someone. So if you're sending a message, one thing, always include a message when you're reaching out to someone. I've seen this happen way too often where people just want to connect, and there's no context there. Uh, So if you can say, hi there, I noticed that we both went to the same university. Um, I'm seeing that you work here, would love to set up a virtual coffee, let me know if you're interested. Something like that automatically introduces yourself and you have a connection and that person will likely be more willing to help you. Um, no shame in doing cold calls, I've done that as well, but try and add, some, try and add something that connects the two of you. Uh, not only will that ensure that the person is more likely to respond, but also when you're starting your coffee, It can be awkward, especially virtually, and you can just, you know, you can start it off with, hey, I saw that you went to university here, like, oh, you know, how about that residence food? And it just kind of eases that conversation a little bit, and then you can get into, oh, how did you start at this company? What are some things I can do to stand out? Um, But I just find whenever someone's cold messaged me, it can be fine, but having that connection definitely helps our conversation flow. And you're more likely, um, as a person, to want to help them just because you know you, you're like, oh, my alumni, my school, my I want to represent them. And um, you're I, I don't know personally for me, if I have a connection with someone like that, I want to make sure that you know together we're moving forward.
0: Yeah, good points. Um, so one last one I want to talk about, and and I'm on the fence with this one. Uh, I know Gary Vee talks about this a lot whenever he has uh, whenever a young person asks him for advice. And it's offering to work for free with a company to get your foot in the door. The reason why I'm on the fence on this is at the same time, I'm like, if you bring something to the table, shouldn't we pay you for that? However, I get where Gary Vee is coming from. If, you don't, if you're not willing to do it, how do you almost audition for the job? And I have to say, especially right now that my company we are actively hiring, It would be interesting if one of the candidates came and said, hey, what if I work for you for a week for free, just so you can see if there's a personality fit, just to let me showcase what I can do. I'm almost willing, as long as I sign an NDA or something, say like, whatever we do, you can't say. But like, that would almost help me as a person who's a manager who's hiring right now. That would give me a lot of comfort to be like, hey, if you're willing to do that, that's like, takes a lot of pressure off me right where you are you know you hire someone and you put all the resources in and then you find out there's not a good fit so I don't know what are your thoughts on working for free to get your foot in the door
1: I'm split as just like you are uh, I think that when you're starting off as a junior of course you know you want that experience but also you need to know your worth like I I, I find that sometimes difficult when A lot of us will underappreciate or undervalue ourselves because we're new, but that doesn't mean that we don't have great life experiences that we can bring to the table. Um, So that's a little bit tough on that side. But on the other hand, yes, working interviews, I think, are excellent because they're good not only for the manager, the hiree, but also for the individual who is applying for that position. Because Like you said, what if you put all this time, all this energy into starting this new position and then you realize, you know, my manager and I are personalities don't click or this is actually not what I was expecting the job to be. And then you're kind of starting all over again. Um, So I do think that that's great. And then to our point earlier about learning new skills, if anything, I'm sure within that week you will learn something and it could be as small as. Learning how to set up meetings in Outlook because um, I think a lot of times it's just those little professional like mannerisms, cues, uh, things that junior folks aren't familiar with. So yeah, I think in that sense, uh, a working a one week working in or volunteer, I guess, um, opportunity would be great.
0: Yeah, you know where where I would do it is if I was if I had in mind a dream company or a dream job that I was looking for. Right, so if I you know let's say you always wanted to work for Microsoft, I don't know for some reason. um I'm sure they're a great company, but you know, let's say that was your ultimate you know, I went to school, computer science or whatever, sales, marketing, and it's like been your dream to work for Microsoft, and you just can't get in. there's no postings, nothing. Um, that's where I would say, go for it, give it a try because you never know um. I mean, a lot. I'm. I'm assuming a lot of people want to work for Gary V's media company, so he gets a lot of uh, volunteers now that he said that. But I don't know. I think if it's, uh, I, I would maybe swing for the fences if it came to my dream job.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I think it's also tough on the manager. I know we've discussed this outside of this conversation, but just onboarding, right? Um, if you are having someone join the team, you if you are joining the team and you're volunteering, make sure that you're bringing like 200% of who you are um, because it's very tough for someone to onboard people onto a new account or whatever it might be. So if you're consistently asking for help, it might not be the best impression. So try and just, you know, bring the best that you can.
0: Yeah. Got to bring your A game for that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, everybody thanks for joining us in today's podcast. And don't forget to leave us your comments about what you think uh, grads for 2021 should focus on, especially in this tough job market. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to follow us, hit the like, every little bit helps. So hope everybody has a good week and we will catch you next week on another podcast.